Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello, Freckled Foodie fam. Today is an episode I'm super pumped about. A lot of you are probably confused, curious, skeptical, lots of emotions going on. I understand. NFTs are really daunting. I'm not going to lie because they're just like, what the hell is going on? So before we get into all of that, Today, we are joined by Lisa Mayer, and we do kind of just like dive right in. I apologize. She, we just scheduling wise, we're short for time. She is so incredibly busy with so many amazing things going on right now that I'm honored that she had the opportunity to even speak with us and gave us the opportunity to chat. That being said, it is a shorter episode, so I am going to do a little bit of a longer intro just to give you guys some context, and then also an outro of like just general what's going on in my life. So first, background on Lisa. She is the CEO of Boss Beauty's NFT and also My Social Canvas, mainly both focused on empowering girls and women at the forefront of technology, leadership, and creativity, and providing mentorship specifically for Gen Z females. We dive into My Social Canvas in the beginning, and she gives us some context on what the company is and what it's been focused on and all of that. And then we go directly into Boss Beauties, which is the NFT that she has founded. And we do chat on like general NFTs, what is an NFT, and all of that context. But before, I mean, you could listen to this episode first. You don't have to do this. But I do think it'd be helpful if you went and watched the YouTube video that I created. And I'll link it in the show notes just because that'll give you more of like a background information on NFTs. And you know what? I will do a little bit of that lesson here. So if you have never heard of an NFT, an NFT is a non-fungible token, which means that every single one is unique and worth a different amount. So because of its uniqueness, they can authenticate ownership of the digital asset. So whether it's artwork, a recording, a virtual real estate, etc., there is always going to be a ledger on the blockchain of who owns this asset. So everything is public and everything is on the blockchain. So I can't, I know people are always like, well, oh God, it's so hard to not go 10,000 directions. But basically, the ownership is verified on the blockchain. Although it's not apples to apples, what I find is an easy way to wrap your mind around the essence of NFTs is basically like a virtual trading card. A lot of people are confused why others would spend money on a digital piece of art that's a JPEG versus something that lives in your home. And I totally get that. But like in today's world, and we dive into this a bit, it's really clear that we all care about our virtual wallet, whether that be your social media presence or a verified blue check mark or a following, etc. Like all of those things weirdly bring us joy and pride and bragging rights. I'm not saying that like that is right, but they do. And the virtual art that NFT is a part of that digital wallet. So because NFTs are sold on the blockchain, every single transaction is recorded and public. If you have someone's wallet name or address, which like, you know, celebrities you can pretty much find, you can see every purchase, sale, offer, etc. they're making. And simultaneously, you can track all of the sales and offers on any specific NFT. So like when I say you can stalk a celebrity, like if you see their NFT, that's like their Twitter profile picture, or whatever, call, you know, for instance, Jimmy Fallon with his Board Ape Yacht Club or Reese Witherspoon with her World of Woman, you can backtrack on the platform to see their wallet. And then you can basically look at all of their transactions. An NFT gives you ownership, not only of that digital asset, right? Like take Boss Beauties, for example, the company that Lisa founded that we get into. I have two Boss Beauties NFTs. 
And I mentioned in this episode that one's a caregiver. So within Boss Beauties, and we get into this a bit, but like the uniqueness of NFTs are that every single one looks different. So within Boss Beauties, there are different clothes that she would be wearing. There are different accessories she would have. There are different traits, hair color, facial style, like, and then there are themes within them. So the clothes, for instance, Boss Beauties, being this example, there are caregivers. So that's when the woman is wearing like a baby carrier with a baby in it, showing that she's a caregiver. There are astronauts, and that's when the woman is in an astronaut suit. There are superheroes, all of these things, but then they also have different attributes. So within the caregivers, sure, there are some that are wearing the baby carrier, but then some have freckles, some don't have freckles, some have red hair, some have black hair, some are white, some are black. So every single one is different. So I hold the caregiver because that means a lot to me being a mother. And then also I literally found one that is like freckled foodie. She has freckles and she's a chef. And that is why I bought her. And again, the specific reason of why I want to be involved in Boss Beauties and why I believe in this specific NFT we get into in this conversation. But this is coming from a place of, I'm not like day trading NFTs. I'm not trying to flip them. This is more of, I want access to the community. I want to meet new people. I believe in the mission. I believe in a lot of their charitable values of different NFT projects I'm involved in. So uh, that's the biggest difference that I think people are confused by is that there are two different sides to NFTs. You're either going at it from a strictly financial, almost day trading, like buying popular ones, selling them and trying to make that money quickly, where I'm coming more from a like, oh, this is something that actually interests me. I respect their values. I want to be a part of this community. I want to support them. So with the NFT, not only do you have NFT, ownership of that digital asset that I just mentioned, the picture, but you also have access into a community and other offers that are exclusive to that community. Again, we dive into this a little bit in the episode, but I just want to give some context before the conversation because it was a little fast and it's hard to like remember to dumb everything down for someone who maybe not, doesn't know what an NFT is at all. So when you have that digital asset, there is proof of ownership on the blockchain. So if I had a Van Gogh painting in my apartment, there's nowhere, yeah, right. There's nowhere that people, Van Gogh is like, hey, I know he's dead. Hey, all Van Gogh owners, like let's do a get together because A, that's just not how the like physical art world works. But B, how do you actually prove who owns it? You're gonna like go to everyone's house and check with these digital assets, it's all on the blockchain. Like the proof is there. There cannot be lying. Every system connects to your wallet and it's you either own it or you do not own it. There is no in-between. So with these ownerships, you get access into specific channels on their Discord, which is like a WhatsApp style communication board, but like way better with all different types of channels. And it's a huge way that NFTs provide community for their owners or for people who are just interested in that specific project. But also, like like Lisa mentions, they could be doing in-person events and you can only get a ticket if you have the Boss Beauties NFT. Or they could drop merch and you can only buy it if you have the NFT. And we mentioned Gary V with his V friends is the perfect example. He's created this conference that you basically, not basically, the NFT is the ticket. So now we're seeing not only are they assets that are traded almost like baseball cards, but they also provide this like ticket experience value to them that you can only access as an owner. And I think that that personally is why I'm so interested in NFTs and why I think they're going to continue to grow and perform and evolve and why I think that there's something to stay because think about it, like even now to get on your flight, like who the fuck prints a boarding pass anymore? I'm sorry. I've, I rarely ever see them. Everything's on your phone. Your Apple wallet has is linked to your Delta app and it has your boarding pass on your phone. I, that's obviously not an apples to apples example, but it does go to show that like we are living in a way more technolo technological focused world, even for access to things and tickets. So I don't know, maybe that kind of helps. Maybe that confused you a little bit more. I'm really, really trying to explain it as best I can. But honestly, like getting involved is the best way to learn. And I'm not saying like putting money into it yet, but just 
figuring out the space and like testing things out and checking out discords. Again, watch the YouTube video. It talks more about this. Okay, I want to turn this over to the interview because I love our conversation and I think Lisa is awesome. So here we go. Come on in, take a seat, pour a drink, pass one to me. Frickle food, and friends, talking about life sides and ends. Throw away your hesitations, have a filter conversations. If you've got an ear to lend, here's Frickle food, and friends. Okay, Lisa, I am so excited to have you because I feel... First of all, my community is probably like, Cameron, what the fuck is happening? How did you get sucked into the NFT world? Like, what are we doing here? But I have been sucked in hard. And I'm going to film a whole separate like YouTube of like my story and how I got involved and now like why I'm so passionate about it. But I am like full on drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm in the Discord chats. I am like all in lately to the point where my husband is like, constantly what are you doing with your nfts like what are you constantly doing over there but it's fascinating to me and boss beauties is one of the communities i'm a part of i own two and i am already eyeing up like how to buy a third and i want to chat with you about the specifics of them because i also own a caregiver everyone listening is probably like what are you even talking about um yeah i know i'm very pumped about it so let's start off like first and foremost i want to go backtrack a bit before we get into the NFTs. Oh, however, I do want to focus on that because I know my community is very interested and confused if we're being honest. But you are the founder of My Social Canvas and now Boss Beauties. So can you explain to us how, like, what were you doing before My Social Canvas and How did you get involved in founding that? And what is my social canvas for someone who's never heard of it? Yeah, no, totally. And I'm excited to chat with you. And we can talk all things NFTs, what they are, kind of break it down in a way that's easy to understand. So we'll definitely cover that. But yeah, just to share a little bit of my background and, you know, why I started Boss Beauties and really the mission behind it. I had been running and growing a company called My Social Canvas for the last decade. Um, It's something I'm really passionate about. So the mission of My Social Canvas has always been to really equip and support the next generation of women. Um, We work a lot with Gen Z women, right? Think high school and college age women from all over the world that are looking to find their dream jobs, are looking to find their purpose and really design a life and a career that they love. That's one of the sayings that we love to say is design the life that you love, right? And so we've been building My Social Canvas for the last 10 years. It's um, a company that I started and really bootstrapped it. I mean, you think of many people start companies and they raise venture funding and really um, scale and grow it exponentially very quickly. This is something that I was building um, behind the scenes, really putting in, had a lot, had to have a lot of grit, right? Whenever you start something, it can be very challenging, as I'm sure you know, right? In building something mm-hmm. and starting something, um, launching it off the ground. So with my social canvas, we would set up mentorship events where the young women in our community could meet incredible role models and women like you and hear your story, right? And your career journey um, and many of even the guests that that you featured on your podcast. Um, So we've had women that are Olympic athletes um, come and speak to our community and mentor them and share, you know, their journey as an Olympic athlete and their the story um, that they have in building their career as a professional athlete. We've had women in the fashion industry, um, women like Rebecca Minkoff, um, women from publishers and brands like Harper's Bazaar and Elle Magazine, Refinery29. Um, we've hosted mentorship events with companies like Apple and had mentors from Google and some of the top tech companies. But really, at the end of the day, it is all about helping the next generation get access to mentors. You know, they're able to network and meet these incredible role models and helping them create that career of their dreams. So again, it's something I'm really passionate about, Um, but I'll be really transparent. You know, during the pandemic, there were challenges, just like with growing or building 
any company, whether you have a company or a nonprofit organization, um, things can be hard. The pandemic has caused all of us to pivot and shift. I'm sure you understand that, right, with, with what you've been building. And so during the pandemic, I pretty much dove headfirst into NFTs, which I'm, you know, I'm sure we have a lot of synergy on that and how we jumped into it. But, you know, my husband had gotten into the NFT space. He's for the last 15 years, he's brilliant. He's a creative director. He's worked with incredible brands. Um, he's just a visionary. And we both dove into NFTs together and we decided it was time to team up and we started Boss Beauties. And we couldn't be more thrilled. You know, it's something that just gets us up every morning is to build Boss Beauties as a way to really empower women and girls. So that's a little bit of the story. I love it. And honestly, for me, it's so interesting because in this space, like not having a corporate team or leadership, like I am in a weird way, the leader, the employer, the employee, like the back office, the middle office, the front, like I'm all of these things. And it's been really hard for me. Honestly, something I'm struggling with the most is not having a like mentor in this space. And there is so much value in mentorship and coming from I used to work in the corporate world for five years and I had so many mentors in that space, whether they were the woman that I sat next to and helped like with all of their clients or an assigned mentor through a program, like all of those things are so valuable and they're so much more accessible in a corporate world. And it's one of the main things that I've been struggling with as a freelance entrepreneur, like being my own boss in that world. Because it's really hard to do things on your own and to not have guidance and to not have people to bounce ideas off of. And so I've always been very interested in that space. Honestly, like I have my vision board right behind this computer and on it one of them is like a graphic that I pulled off of the internet to for me represent mentorship because it's one of my goals for 2022 to find more mentors and to act as a mentor in a more structured capacity to younger Gen Z females but for me my social canvas I'm amazed by everything you've created and obviously that could be a whole podcast episode but I do want to focus this specifically on NFTs and boss beauties and before we get into boss beauties and everything you've created I do want to kind of just provide my community of like what the fuck is an NFT because I know so many people are really confused and totally. honestly even from my perspective, everything it's tied to is kind of this like finance bro, crypto, like NFT, I have a board ape, like that vibe, which is why I was very hesitant when my friend first told me about it. But then what I've witnessed is so different than the stereotypical NFT vibe that I originally imagined. So for people who have literally never heard of an NFT – how do you describe it to them? Yeah, no. And that's something I struggled with in the beginning. So anyone that's struggling with it or not quite understanding it yet, I just want to tell you, you as you said, Cameron, um, you it was something that took you a little while to grasp, right? You are not alone. Um, so really think about it this way. Throughout history, we have always been able to purchase and trade physical items that we can hold in our hands, right? Physical, tangible items like my phone or a phone or food or paintings or clothes or things that we can physically see or touch, right? And hold in our hands. Um, but as the world continues to evolve and integrate with the digital world, um, this is where NFTs comes in. So for the first time, this is really exciting we are able to use a technology that's called the blockchain to be able to create really a unique digital certificate of ownership that's tied to a digital asset rather than a physical asset like a phone, right? So that's where the NFTs come in, which Cameron, you had said you have two or three, I believe, of our boss beauties, right? Um, so that NFT, right, it's shown on the blockchain that you own those NFTs. There's proof of that, right? 
um, and it's attached to that NFT. So I find it really interesting and exciting that, you know, in the past, we really weren't able to track digital ownership, right? I mean, that's why people come in and ask, can't you just take a screenshot of that and you can look at it on your computer, right? But it's so much different. Um, we now have a way to track digital ownership of a digital asset, which is really exciting. Totally. And for me, what I've tr- I think the biggest confusion or area of like un just like not clear information, I guess is I don't know the correct way to say that for people who are really just hesitant to get into the space or to understand the importance. And like the perfect example is me trying to explain NFTs to my parents. And they are just like, I just don't get it. Like I would buy artwork to hang on my walls. Like why are you buying a digital piece of artwork? And for me, one of the arguments I make is like, yes, totally. There is still value in physical artwork. I'm not saying there's not. However, we live in such a digital world where like your quote unquote digital wallet or social digital profile is weirdly important to us. Like, why do you care about your Instagram following? It's not like it's a digital representation of something, which I kind of equate not I'm not saying it's the same as an NFT, but it's almost Mm -hmm. this like digital profile you're creating for yourself. Why do we care about a verified check mark on social platforms? It doesn't actually mean anything. It's not a tangible asset, but at the same you can't hold it, but it does hold value. And with NFTs, it's this profile that you're creating for yourself of a like what you you believe in, what you want to put money towards, like what you value simultaneously not only this is I think the main argument for NFTs, not only are you holding a piece of art in a digital wallet, but that almost acts similar depending on the project and community, but it also acts as a token to get access to things. And I think that's the biggest part of NFTs that I believe in is this community focus, which is why I love Boss Beauty so much, is it can get you access to live in-person events or chat rooms on discord that only the community members can access or you know art drops to new nfts and that's a whole other thing is like once you're a part of a community it's the access you then gain to potentially other communities and other products and i just think there's so much potential and you look at gary v for example and like you know he is so big in this space and in just general social media and technology space, but the V friends NFT that he he created, like that's the perfect example of a NFT giving you access to things that other people do not have access to unless they own it. And it's almost like, why did we care so much about baseball cards? You know, like why were Pokemon cards and baseball cards such a big thing? It's, it's honestly kind of like the newer digital version of that with so much more added on. A hundred percent. And I love the way you had mentioned that people are collecting or getting their NFTs that represent their passions and what, right, they want their digital wallet to be a representation of their values or their their passions, their beliefs, right? Um, so people that are involved in Boss Beauties, um, we've seen, we've been so overwhelmed in a very good way with the excitement that they have for our mission, our community, you know, seeing that they have their boss beauties in their wallet. It's, it's a part of representing what they stand for. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, boss beauties is on a mission to remind women that they can be everything they want to be. We have oftentimes women are put in a box and they have to be either they're a CEO or they're an entrepreneur or based on their career, but you know, they can have other passions too. So we have astronauts, we have, you know, athletes, a chef. I mean, we have everything in the collection. Um, So it really represents that to the community. But you're so right. You know, NFTs are a way to access a community or access events. Um, It can be like a ticket to an event. You mentioned Gary V, right? right? VCon is a three-year conference that anyone that has a V Friends can then access and be able to attend that conference. And 
and meet incredible people in the industry, in the space, as well as other spaces, right? Um, you know, different speakers and, and being able to network and, and meet with like-minded people. And so 100%, um, you know, for anyone that's listening right now and they're like, what is an NFT? I do not understand it. Can't I take a screenshot of this, right? Um, as Cameron said, there's so many things that NFTs can provide. One of them, to your point, is access or even ticketing or access to a club or an organization, right? Just like you might have had access to, this example's always used, I know it's overused, but the Soho house or um, right. maybe a WeWork, or I'm just using these as examples. NFTs can be access to a like-minded community. And, you know, it's right now it's the digital world, but it's being, you know, intersecting into the physical world where you can attend a physical conference or event as well. It's really very exciting to be a part of this, you know, and be a part of the innovation, right? It's so exciting. And I mean, Obviously, everyone always says, if you're reading this now, you're still early. And I, I do believe that. So if you're listening to us now, I do think we're still early. I also find that like there are two separate ways to go about NFTs. I think there are like almost a day trading way where you're really looking at this as a asset, a commodity, you're trading it, you're looking for financial gains. And like there are definitely people doing that and they're making money. I'm not discrediting that. What interests me about the NFT space, which I think will resonate with my community specifically, is the community aspect. It's finding NFT projects that you actually believe in. Like for me, I'm very heavy on women founded between Women Rise, Boss Beauties, and World of Women. Like those are my main NFTs that I'm proud of because I really want to support women-led projects and I believe in their mission and I love their communities. So if you go about it, in my opinion, from that aspect of community and looking to meet like-minded people and have access to these types of events and really just like explore and expand yourself, that's where I think NFTs are a great space. And I'm really curious, like Boss Beauty specifically, how, what was the feedback or like reaction of your family and friends when you were like, you know what, we're going to create this NFT Boss Beauties because for me, my parents think I'm literally insane. I was just with them and I'm like on discords, I'm constantly on open seat and my parents are like, what the hell are you doing? And so that was something I was so interested in. Like, what was the reaction of your family and friends? I have to agree with you. I mean, my, my family has been supportive, but in the very beginning, they had no idea what we were doing, right? So I had already been building this company, My Social Canvas, for the last 10 years, which they understood. They understood the mission of it. Um, you know, through the company, not only did we pro provide mentorship to the next generation, we were able to launch physical accessories and products that could then have a portion of the proceeds go back to fund our mentorship program as well as scholarships. So as an example, one of the products we sold in the past was we had a collection of iPhone cases that had really incredible messaging on them to inspire women. One of the iPhone cases said, smart looks gorgeous on you. Um, but the products all had that similar theme of really being about empowerment, right? And a portion of the proceeds went back. And, you know, it, that was a product that they were very familiar with. That was something that was very easy to understand, that we were selling these iPhone cases at Verizon stores nationwide. You could go into a Verizon store, pick up an iPhone case and put it right on your phone. It was easy to understand, right? And now I was going to them and saying, I still have the same mission and purpose and passion, but now we are going to launch an NFT collection that's comprised of 10,000 NFTs and I explained it, you know, I explained it in a different way actually at first. I said, we will be launching 10,000 digital portraits of independent strong women that we will, we will be selling. I mean, I was trying to break it down in a way that was easy right. to understand. It's hard. But they did it was very hard, right? And when we sold out, they were just in awe at that that people that 10,000 people or that, you know, people wanted 10,000 of those NFTs, right? And that we were able to sell out. So 
it's been something, it's a journey, you know, being able to educate your family and share the work we're doing. It's definitely been a journey, but I think they're all on board and excited now. Um, but I would say that's very similar to even friends and family, right? Bringing people into the space, it really takes education. And, and I totally understand that because when I was new to the space, I was confused and I didn't quite understand why people were jumping into this space as well. Same. What do you, I mean, how, what was it like for you? I'd love to hear more about <laughs> your experience and yeah. how you navigated that. So I found that. out, honestly, the first time I heard about NFTs was after a dinner party. I had like six friends over. One of my closest girlfriends is very, she works in finance. She's freaking brilliant. And she's constantly in the know about everything that's happening. And she mentions NFT. We were high, and she starts talking about NFTs. And I'm like, what in God's name? Like, I just could not understand. I think also the weed played a role in it, but just the general concept. She was trying to explain Board Ape Yacht Club, and I was just like, I don't get it. It's a picture of a monkey. Like, why is this important? And this whole joke was like, should Freckled Foodie start an NFT? Like, should we join? Should we create a Freckled Foodie NFT community? Which, like, maybe happens one day. I don't know. But I then the next day was like, all right, like, do I actually need to know about this? Like, should I get involved? She's like, I really think with your finance background and your new area in the digital space, like this is really going to be interesting to you. And she kind of sat me down and this is my one really big complaint about the NFT space that I think is because it's so early and I hope that it'll change. It's not easy to start like get involved between all the steps of creating your Coinbase, your MetaMask, then OpenSea. Like there are just so many confusing things that if you don't have someone handholding you and like teaching you the ways, it can be completely daunting and overwhelming to then just be like, nope, this is not for me and not get involved. And that sucks. Like it shouldn't be that difficult in my opinion. Um, which is why I'm also going to create a video of like, this is kind of the process. But once I then got set up and I started following people on Twitter and I started joining discord groups, I started to really see the value. And now I fully believe in it and I'm very, very much all in, but it, it is still hard to explain it to people. I'm honestly having a harder time explaining it to the generation above me, my parents and my friends are feeling the same way. Like we have a group chat all about NFTs and we joke of like trying to teach our parents. They are just so not interested. Um, but I did sit my sister down, for example, my younger sister, who's a Gen Z millennial cusp. And I walked her through the whole thing and I set up all of her accounts and like, that was easier to do because I do think the younger generation, our generation and the one below, they're already so used to everything being digital and the concept of a digital wallet, whether it be your social media or a actual asset like an NFT, like they can kind of grasp it. But I still don't think it's easy. And also I do think it's because of what I said in the beginning, the stereotype of like who's involved in NFTs, which is why I'm very bullish on female founded and female focused communities. That being said, like where do you see the future of Boss Beauties going? I know that like you probably cannot even imagine what has happened over the past few months and so the world is really your oyster in my opinion. But where do you see this all going? Well, first of all, thank you. I mean, I'm excited to hear you're bullish on Boss Beauties. We are very bullish too. I mean, I know I'm a little partial, but we are very bullish just based on, you know, the the opportunities that we're having, we're getting the partnerships, people that are reaching out. I, there's so many things we're not even able to share yet. I get really excited. Right. I want to share everything, but we're not able to. But we are so bullish. We're really excited. What I'm excited about is that we can use Boss Beauties and really build this and we can build this in a way that will impact more women, right? So the more that Boss Beauties grows, the more visibility we get, the more people that get involved, the more partnerships, and the, just the more that we grow as a global movement, the more women we can impact and mentor, which is exciting to me. At the end of the day, that's what really drives me every single day. But really the future of Boss Beauties to me um, and to our team is we are ready to build a global brand. When we first launched Boss Beauties, we had no idea what to expect. We, we were excited and we were planning 
to build this into something more than an NFT collection. But as we've been able to grow this and see, you know, the just the momentum, right, and the excitement from our community and the community at large, um, we're ready to build this into something much larger. NFTs, it's a part of our brand, right? It's a major part of our launch. Um, the NFTs have this symbolism to us, right? Every single NFT is about reminding women they can be everything they want to be. But there's more to it than the NFT. Um, we're thinking mm-hmm. about how we can really merge the NFTs and our brand out into the real world, right? So we have this in- NFT collection. What kind of partnerships can we build um, in the physical world, right? Bringing the digital to physical. So as an example, one of our NFTs actually, well, one started, now we have six more. Um, so we have seven NFTs on display at the New York Stock Exchange. Um, just like you would see a physical painting or piece of art on the wall. Um, we have our seven NFTs on display on the wall at the Stock Exchange in their art hall, which, which is exciting. You know, we're planning events that will be physical where we'll meet together and gather as a community. We're planning out partnerships with some of the world's most iconic brands, which to me, it's kind of a pinch me moment. It's that- It's amazing. You know how we all have those moments where we've been dreaming about something and planning something for many years and it starts to come to fruition. So we couldn't be more honored and excited for this opportunity that we have to build this into a global brand that that truly will impact millions of young women all over the world. That's where we're headed. I love that. I love everything that you guys are doing. I I really believe in this mission because I think at its core, it's something that all females hopefully want is just for younger generations of women to believe that they're able to do anything they want and to inspire them and encourage them and give them the power. And that's, I mean, what more could we ask for? So I know that we are short on time today because I literally am like, you must be the busiest person in the world because me trying to keep up with NFTs is like so hard and you are actually in charge of one. So I don't want to take up more time. I really am so appreciative of you coming on here. You guys, I'm going to also parlay this into a YouTube where I'm going to sit down and kind of give my full debriefing non-financial advice, but background and teaching of NFTs. So We'll talk more about that in the closing when I do the solo portion of this episode. But Lisa, I really appreciate it. And for everyone who wants to learn more about you, my social canvas, and Boss Beauties, where should they follow you? Yeah, no, absolutely. So bossbeauties.com is our website. And actually on bossbeauties.com, we do have some tutorials and just we've really shared um, what an NFT is and broken it down in a way that's very easy to understand and digest. So if you're looking to learn, you know, check out bossbeauties.com and we have a section called learn that you can check out. And then we have mysocialcanvas.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter um, as Boss Beauties NFT and then my social canvas. So definitely follow along with us. And Cameron, I'm so grateful that we got to have this chat. I feel like we need to plan another chat too, or just a coffee Absolutely. Or, or something to we catch need up to just as well. Vibe. Yes. Yeah. Um, all of that will I'm be on the in the show page. notes, you guys. Yeah, perfect. Perfect. All of your um, ads, handles, all of that will be in the show notes. So definitely go check her out and follow along because I really think there is some great stuff to come. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you, Cameron. We are recording this closing the same day as the interview because. <laughs> Shit is cray cray over here. I honestly just feel like one of the hardest parts about this job is that there are 10,000 freaking things I want to do. And I just feel like I never have enough time. And this isn't always the case, but right now I'm very much in like my creative juices flowing. I wonder if it has to do with the time of month, like when it comes to menstruating, because I hear that's a thing. But I don't know. Either way, I just have so much I want to do and it just never feels like I have enough time because I'm also like trying to be a mom and a husband and I mean, Jesus Christ, I'm not a husband and a wife and a friend and a daughter and a sister and all of those other things that are also so important to me. So I'm really trying to be diligent about 
stepping away for a bit, even when stuff's not done. Like I need other things in my life other than work. So I did just get back from our Florida trip this past week. It was very nice to be in the sun, but as I've talked about across platforms, a vacation with a child is really just a relocation, and it is a trip. And I struggled a bit in the beginning, coming to terms with that and just like having the reality be so different than my expectations, which is just a constant thing I struggle with. But then I kind of flipped the script and took a step back and decided I was going to make the most of it and have fun. So then it was great. And we are going back in February, I believe, and I'm very excited. Um, There was a moment in Florida where I just like broke down hysterically crying because I just felt like I can't juggle everything, which I guess is kind of what I was just saying. Just trying to do it all <laughs> not is not possible, and I get that, but even just trying to juggle the things that I want to do feels like so much, and then I just broke down crying because I felt like I'm just not doing a good job at anything, which isn't true. I know I'm doing a good job at multiple things, but in the moment, it can just feel like a lot. Um Okay, I have a list of things I wanted to talk about. Number one, constantly like trying to provide real life stuff on Instagram and TikTok and all of that, but then like, and and show the actual reality and not the like curated, edited, all of that, the really just like, okay, this is what's happening. But it's honestly so hard to do that because A, like it's not like a camera crew is following me around. So inherently I grab my phone when it's something fun or big but not none of the like mundane whether it be boring or emotional or any of that like that's not getting shown but also then I like see other creators and all of the things that they do and I'm as a consumer like shit that's amazing oh my god that looks so cool like wow And then inherently my mind as a creator goes to, I have to create content like that. Like that is what influencers quote unquote are doing. And like that's, they're so good at their job. And then I'm like, Cameron, how many times we have to have this talk? This is why you're doing what you're doing. This is why you're not using filters. This is why you're not editing your photos because you want to inspire others to do the same. But I'm not going to lie. Every once in a while, I'm like, well, fuck, that looks more fun what they're doing. So it's weird being a consumer and a creator. So honestly, I've like been trying to consume less. Um, speaking of our Florida trip, I know I made TikToks about this, but like, wow, people at the airport, let's unpack. So on the trip down there, I'm, I just want to like paint the picture for you because why do airports make people into awful humans? We get to the airport. It's like early in the morning. You know, Liam's been great thus far. I'm wearing him through security. I still don't have pre-check because it expired and I wasn't aware. And now I have to like re-up my application. I don't even know, but it's driving me insane. So I don't have pre-check. I take Liam with me in the carrier. Joe checks our bags and then he's going through TSA pre-check and he's going to meet me like when I get through security. And I have Liam and the bag with the bottles because we didn't want to separate the bottles with the baby because it was like, then how would we prove they were for baby? Whatever. So Joe has like every, like all the electronics and stuff so that he doesn't have to take them out of his bag. And I have the bottles in my bag and Liam on me. So I have to take off my shoes. I go through the, you know, whatever it's called thing. What, well, I can't think of the word. And my bag gets flagged because it has water in the bottles, which I already knew was going to happen. So I'm prepared. I'm like, okay, whatever. So my bag gets flagged and a few bags ahead of me had gotten flagged. So I'm just waiting and there's this woman behind me like freaking out that her bag got flagged. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe I left water in there. Freaking out. And I don't know if she's talking to me. Like Honestly, I don't know who she's talking to. And I'm just like, I can't handle people like this at the airport. So I'm just not acknowledging it, to be honest. And I'm just paying attention to Liam. So finally, my bag comes up. I walk up to the desk where the woman's going through it, and she, like, has to run this test on the bottles, whatever. Like, she tells me have a good day, gives me my stuff. At this point, Joe has met me. So she gives me my bag back. We're sitting at the desk. This lady working TSA, like, hadn't even taken a step off of the desk. She still has to go where the bags being flagged were put. She still has to grab this other lady's bag. She still has to bring it back. Like, there was at least... 
60 to 90 seconds that we had before they were like ready to go. And yes, I am not someone that typically puts on my shoes like after the bag goes through the security thing. Like I obviously go to the bench and I deal with all that shit, but I'm wearing a baby. Shit is difficult. This is our first time at the airport. I'm just trying to survive here. And so Joe grabs my shoes and he gets on the ground to put them on. I'm sl- I'm going to slip on sneakers. This will not take more than 45 seconds. Ample time for the lady in TSA to grab the other bag, bring it, and for the other woman whose bag it is to get to the desk. The lady who was waiting for her bag that got checked or that got flagged looks at Joe while he's on the ground putting on my shoes and goes, can you do this elsewhere? Hovering over me. And I look at her like, are you fucking serious? There is a baby on my body and my husband is slipping on a shoe. Like this will take five seconds. And I was like, he's just putting on my shoe. And she's like, I have a plane to catch. And I wanted to be like, what do you think we're all doing here? Like, do you think I come to the airport to just fucking hang out and grab lunch in a Starbucks? We all have a flight to catch, woman. So I decide not to engage because I'm like, you know what? Maybe her flight is literally boarding this second. She's overwhelmed. She's anxious. Like, giving her the benefit of the doubt. So I just respond. I'm like, okay. Joe and I move. He puts on my shoes. We walk away. We're like, that is just insane. Like, why are people so mean at airports? This was at... 7 a.m. We went through security. Our flight was at 8.15, I think. Yes, plenty of time. We got breakfast. We sat at the gate. We ate our breakfast. We hung out with Liam, whatever. We board the plane. This lady boards our flight. And I wanted to be like, did you make your fucking flight? Like, you're freaking out about catching a flight? It was an hour and 15 minutes before. And, of course, she's in the row behind us. So I'm just like, you've got to be kidding me. Like, what are the odds of this? So Joe and I are laughing the whole time. Like, I didn't say anything. I wasn't being petty, whatever. I wish I, not, I don't wish I had, but I wanted to. Then we go to get off. And this is my biggest pet peeve of anyone. Like, I hate when the plane lands and people like all of a sudden sprint into the aisle and get their shit. Like, you're going to get off the plane, everyone. Everyone calm down. And what if someone from the aisles, like behind, try to cut the aisles in front of them. It drives me insane. If you have a connecting flight, like typically the stewardess will come over and be like, or the flight attendants will come over the loudspeaker. Like we have some people with really tight layovers, like let them exit first. Of course, a hundred percent you get to exit the plane first and you should, but otherwise it's very simple. You just go in order of seats. The lady was with her daughter and her husband Her husband gets up in the aisle, whatever. I'm like, okay. We go to leave. I go to like get out. I'm in the aisle seat. I go to get into the aisle to leave. This man tries to cut in front of me. And I was having none of it. I fucking shove my foot in that aisle. And I look at him. And I'm just like, okay, Joe, it's our turn, right? Like I make a deal out of it. Like what is wrong with people? So again, I say to Joe, maybe they're like super rushed. Who the hell knows? No, those people, let me tell you, they were in the bathroom with us and not just together because Joe said that the man didn't want to go in the bathroom with his luggage. So the wife and the child went in, then they came out, then they held his luggage, then he goes to the bathroom, then they're at baggage claim. Like they're, I don't know what rush they were in, but it was so stressful for, like I just, why why are people like that in airports? But also I will say, On our flight home, there were two wonderful people, and I want to also celebrate the incredible people out there. We were about, like, we were taxiing before we took off, and I had my tray table down, and Liam was, like, banging it because he's, like, really into hitting everything right now. It's this new phase, including my head. It doesn't feel good. Um, And I wasn't thinking that, like, it was making the seat in front of us move. And so I see the woman kind of, like, go to turn around to be like, what the fuck is happening? rightfully so and she goes to turn around to kind of just be like what are you doing and then she sees Liam and she's like oh you're the reason you're doing this and I was like oh my god I'm so sorry I didn't think about how like this is moving your seat and she's like oh honey do not worry I didn't realize you had a baby I thought you were just someone like really going to town on my seat like don't apologize don't worry he can do whatever he wants and I was like I love you thank you so much and then simultaneously going through security I had Liam in the Duna. Then they told me I had to take him out of the Duna, which I should have known. Joe was checking our bags and going through pre-check. And I like collapsed the Duna, but then I'm holding Liam. And I was like trying to get it on this, like, what's it called thing that 
the like belt to put your bags on security and this other lady was like please let me help you she like folds it she puts it up she gets it off for me she brings it out to me so you know what there are some real good apples out there um speaking of good apples my mom bullied me in florida straight up bullied me at night one night i just have to say this story real quick and then we will be done i said oh like so she said i was telling a story and she goes so she said say that three times fast because she thought that the s was the speech impediment i have and i was like so she said so she said so she said and she's like oh i meant ralph rolls rice which is what my family used to make me say over and over again which like no kind of bullying because i had our speech impediment and i was like excuse me and she starts laughing she goes no 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 it's not mean it's fun it's funny cammy it's not mean it's funny and i'm like funny for who and then lucy was confused and mom's like well no i thought so i thought when she said so she said the s was her speech impediment so i was like oh my god say that and then i realized it wasn't and so then i doubled down and was like oh wait hold on your speech impediment is your r's let me make fun of you for that so thanks, mom. That wasn't traumatizing or anything. I mean, I wasn't traumatized. I was laughing, but I was also just like, what the fuck? This is not nice. And my speech impediment did come out a few times while we were in Florida. So I don't know what is happening there, but we shall see. Um, all right. This was a very random closing. I love you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I found it really, hopefully, insightful and helpful for you guys you know, NFTs, who knows, maybe some of you will get involved. If you do, let me know. Um, Please let me know your thoughts on the episode. As always, if you resonated and enjoyed, please, I would love so much if you would rate and or review on Apple Podcasts, or you can now rate on Spotify, I believe. Um, But I love you guys and have a great day. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I love doing this more than anything in the world. If you could be so kind as to rate and or review the show, share a screenshot on your Instagram story, whatever you feel like doing to show some love, I would really appreciate it. Obviously follow at Pod on Instagram and me at Freckled Foodie for more content. Thank you for being a part of the FF fam and I hope you have a wonderful day.